What's up, people in the Charlotte and surrounding area? It is your boy, once again, Lim Houston, on the mic alone this week. Alone. But don't be worried. I am slating some very fun guests to be on the podcast starting next week and going beyond that. But I am solo this week. So, in my spare time, I like to watch Netflix. And that show, Dead to Me, if you have not seen Dead to Me, you need to binge watch that first season. It is awesome. Christina Applegate's in it. It is just done and written so well. It's funny. It's suspenseful. It's real talk. It's really how, if you're put in certain situations, how you're going to react. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. All right. That was my little side piece because that's what I did last week is binge watch dead to me. Watch it, watch it, watch it. All right. So a lot of things have kind of gone on, but the one thing that has happened that kind of reminds me of what happened last week is there's another damn shooting in a school, this time a high school in Colorado, it always reminds me of what happened at Columbine or what just happened over at UNC Charlotte, which is very, very sad that we have become accustomed to taking out our feelings on people who may have not had anything to do with how bad we feel and that these people are so deranged and off that, that they resort to going to schools whether it's high school, a university, and shooting up the joint. Very, very sad and pathetic. But I don't want to talk about that anymore. I'm done talking about stuff that is not fun. All right, as many of y'all know, I'm 45 years old. And I've decided at 45 years old to do a podcast. Why? Because I listen to podcasts all the time and they're not fun to listen to sometimes. Now, the ones that I really like listening to are primarily sports related or relate to some kind of murder or it's comedy stuff. That's what I like. Well, I'm none of those, right? But I feel like there is a missing real element in everyday Joe Blow Schmo like me talk. You know what I mean? Like sports talk is great. And I can talk sports, primarily football, all day long, 365 days a year. But there's other stuff that's important to me or I find fascinating. And here's one. I'm excited. I want you to, I want your input. I want you to share this with your friends and family members. If you are 38 years of age and over, because I feel like what I'm asking you to do is going to be more impactful for us old folks. And I 38 is not old, 45 is not old, but for us people that can remember this stuff. Okay, growing up, growing up, do you remember eight tracks? Do you remember that? I vaguely remember. And the reason why I'm bringing this up now is I recently had a conversation with somebody who was 18 years old. And I thought 
it, during that conversation, there was a whole bunch of talk about how to use Instagram, you know, how she maneuvers through Snapchat, try, showing me, trying to show me, because see, I feel like I'm a millennial at heart, but I'm really considered Generation X as far as my age. But mentally, I want to keep up with the millennials and anybody younger than that when it comes to technology, what's hip. I never want to be old. I don't ever want to be that geezer that says, well, back in my day, it was better to live like this. I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. And I'm sure a lot of you who are around my age or younger don't want to hear that either. So I was having her show me all these things that you can do on Instagram and Snapchat because it's important for me to stay relevant. Very important for me to stay relevant. All right, so she's showing me these things and we're having a conversation. I said something about, man, these, all these things that you could do with these applications or social media. I was like, man, back in the day when I was your age, CDs were good. (laughs) CDs, right? When I was, she's 18. When I was 18, back in night, well, I I graduated high school when I was 17, getting ready to be 18, right? So when I was 17, almost 18, CD players and CDs were really big. You know, like in 1991, that was the biggest part of technology that I use, my friend use on a regular basis. So, but we still even had cassette tapes. Back in 1991, you were probably using both, okay? And so it made me think of, hey, I want to talk about all the things that millennials will never, ever use or never, ever experience that we did. And so I'm thinking, okay, let's let's start with the furthest thing back that I can recall technology-wise or something that we used maybe more regularly when I was little. And I'm talking 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 8-tracks. So you had record pl- you had records to play records on a record player and you still had 8-tracks that you could stick into a car if the car was old enough to have one or a portable one. But if anybody doesn't know what that is, it is a big ass cassette tape. That's what a track is, right? And then you have your records. Now, millennials are bringing back actually, from what I'm understanding, records to actually play on a record player. And so it amazes me how and well, why? Like in the whole world of downloading and, you know, downloading music and streaming and all that other stuff. The fact is that the quality of the record player was is nowhere near the quality of what we can hear right now today. Right. So if you download Migos. Bam, it's clear. It sounds very crisp. But if they do something on vinyl, the vinyl is not going to sound nearly as good as something that's streamed in or downloaded. So, but that's neither here nor there. So technology wise, what did we have? Think of the telephone. 
the damn telephone. I remember having a yellow rotary telephone. And if you don't know what a rotary telephone is, anybody that's probably 38 or older knows what a damn rotary phone is. It's the one you stick your finger in the dial and you actually turn it. And when you used it, if the person wasn't home, you got a busy tone. I mean, not if they weren't home, but if they were on the phone, you got a busy tone. Back in the day, there was no such thing as leaving a voicemail message. If you are a millennial, can you believe that you actually had to plug in the number by turning a dial tone however many times you needed to make that number? So back in my day, we didn't have to put in the area code. We just dial seven digits. So my phone number was 635-9474. But I had to find the six, turn it all the way around, wait for it to turn back. Then I had to do 3-5-9-4-7-4, Millennials, that was our means of communication. And if we could not get through to talk because somebody on the other end was on the phone... We just got a dial tone and try it again later on. There was nothing else you could do. Okay. There was nothing else you could do at all. So we go from rotary phones to push button phones. And now with the push button phones, when we progress forward, you can actually leave a message for somebody who has a physical recorder, not automated, not what we do right now, a physical recorder. So if I owned a physical recorder, I had to actually record myself on tape. And if I didn't answer the phone, you could leave a message even if I was on the phone. Wow, that was an upgrade. And so when I think about just those Two few inventions, right? You got from record player to eight track to cassette tape to CD to the advent of a rotary phone. Then now a push button phone and a push button phone that you can actually record your voice on it to say, leave a message and people could actually do it. If you are below the age of 38, you're probably not following me right now. That's why I said 38 and up, you probably are following me right now. But in such a short period of time, in 1991, when I graduated high school, we had a rotary phone, we had a push button phone, and we had a recording device attached to that phone. So we were slowly getting more and more technology sound in my household. But it, my mom wasn't quick to move with technology, okay? So everybody remembers watching movies at home, right? How did you watch movies from home? You had a VHS tape that you bought and you plugged it in and it played the movie that you wanted to see. 
Oh my God. When we first got a VHS recorder, and I want to say that was probably around 1989, 1990, I, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable because now you can watch, you didn't have to go to the movies in order to watch it. Maybe you had to wait a few months before it came out, but then Blockbuster blew up. And in the early 90s, that was amazing. It was amazing that you could watch a movie from home. You didn't have to subscribe to HBO, Cinemax, or anything else. And you just could pick out the actual movie you wanted to rent and watch it however many times in a couple of days, because that's what you got. How many of us remember that? How many of us made it a family thing to go down and actually go pick out a movie to watch? Now, being raised Jehovah Witness, a lot of our movies were either G or PG. PG. We never rented any rated R movies. I was not allowed, but it didn't matter. It was a family bonding moment and the technology now could be brought to your home. You can watch a movie. I could watch Rocky right in my living room. I was elated. That was awesome. Let's go forward a little bit further past that. Now, Here's where technology, I feel, destroys the whole family experience. We're going to fast forward a little bit to the early 2000s up to the present time. And here's what's sad to me, because I'm recalling all these things even just right now of the things that I used to do with my family. Like we would take Sunday after going to the Kingdom Hall as a day to go eat somewhere out instead of eating at home. And then we would go shopping at TJ Maxx or Burlington, um, places like that. We didn't really have a Marshall's. We used to have a Montgomery Wards. If anybody from the West Coast probably remembers what Montgomery Wards was, I don't know if it was that big a deal out East because I never saw a Montgomery Wards in Lansing, Michigan. But... That So part of this whole thing, going to Blockbusters as a family to go pick out a movie, going to go up to a place to eat together, going to a retail store to shop together, that I, out of all things that I remember in my childhood, that was our time to bond as a family. Fast forward to right now. All right. There is no more Blockbuster. So the good news is all you have to do is Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, your way to being able to see a movie at home with the family. That's that's the good news of it. But now you remove the trip, the bonding trip to go physically pick out a movie. I don't know why that seems a little sad to me. I have, I don't know because maybe I'm just reliving how I felt. I felt excited when we would get ready to go somewhere outside of the house that I considered fun as a kid. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I, and, and stripping that away, you know, it, it, and I can see the erosion of 
certain family bonding things that we used to have that technology did provide in a good way. And now it's being stripped away without needing to leave your home. Okay. So I, I, so that that's one. And then how about this on the news earlier this week, they talked about how retailers are shutting their doors. Jobs are being lost in massive waves from retailers saying there's no need for us to have a physical location for people to shop because the numbers don't lie. People are ordering their clothes, their their shoes, apparel, toys, everything is being done online and Amazon is the leader of all of that. So in a good way, it's convenient because now we don't have to, but it, in a sad way to me, that was part of the bonding of a family. Taking your kids to Toys R Us, seeing their faces light up while they mosey down the hallways of Toys R Us looking for something that most parents are going to say, put that back on the shelf. <laughs> Because if, if if parents are like my parents, man, or my mom, I would say 60 to 70 percent of anything I picked out, I was told to put it back. But it created still some excitement that that other 30 to 40 percent of the time when she would say yes, it was a joyous feel, feeling for me. You know, I mean, and I'm I never. I I stopped celebrating Christmas when I was nine years old, but I still remember when I did celebrate Christmas or when I walked down the hallways and I knew my birthday was coming up, I would tell my mom, this is what I want. You know what I mean? Like, so we don't have that bonding experience anymore because retailers are saying there's no need for us to pay six, seven thousand dollars a month plus employees. So the six or seven thousand dollars a month, I'm speaking of the rent if they're leasing out a spot. But we don't need those extra expenses when we can use Amazon to go to our warehouse, to ship something directly to your home. And so in a way, it's great because it should be a cost savings if it ever trickles down to the person buying. But it is taking away an experience. That's what technology has been doing to us. It's taking away an experience. So now, what else do we have? What else do I have to gripe about where it's taking away from something? I already talked about family bonding. We can easily see the family bonding experience being destroyed because of TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. We've got kids. So, and even adults, it's not even the kids. It's no one. We got people my age and younger all on the phone, filling time with being on social media. When I was working at the bank, and this is the last time I was working at the bank was in 2013. I read an article where it said approximately four hours of active work time is being lost. To, be, to people being on their phones. And I can believe it. Because when I worked at the bank, you know, I was a manager over 10 or more associates that were supposed to be helping people 
look at modifying their home loans. But one week, five days for one week, I saw people doing this. They get in the work, they log in so it shows that they're in on time. They walk to the break room and spend about 10 minutes at the break room, heating up their breakfast, putting up their lunch, and socializing with people that they work with. Then we were right across the street from Starbucks and Chick-fil-A. This is right off of Trade Street. People would then, if they didn't have their breakfast to heat up, they would walk across to Starbucks and to Chick-fil-A, which took an additional 15 minutes off of time. So that's just physical stuff. Do you not know that people who were supposed to be doing their work, I watched and monitored three different individuals that spent about three hours on their phone texting, looking up uh, internet stuff, and on social media. Three hours of just doing that, in addition to the time that they spent lollygagging, communicating, socializing with people at work. And so I could easily see that that four hour grid or the four hour time frame that that article said, I can easily see how that could be accurate. And I worked in an office environment with professional people. We didn't work in Burger King or anything like that, but I'm working with professional people who are spending more time, lost productivity time due to the damn cell phone. And, and so if they're doing that at work, when there are pro- productivity measures to be met, I can only imagine what's being done at home. How many hours are spent with your family members truly engaging with each other or how many hours are spent where people are on their phones, taking selfies, looking up stuff on the internet, looking at Instagram, liking pages. We spend more time probably liking that than we do talking to each other on a given day. We probably spend more time texting each other than we ever spend talking to each other face to face on a given day. I love technology. I want to stay up. I don't want to be the geezer that refuses to change. There needs to be an app that encourages us to have face to face communication. You know how you have the app where it'll tell you how many steps that you've taken in a given day, and the goal is 10,000 steps, there needs to be an app on how many hours or minutes are spent actually talking to each other. I don't care if it's even on the phone, face-to-face, on the phone, but the people that you love or the people that are in your family, how many hours are you giving to them? That's just the thing that I've thought of very last minute because, hey, I... I think one of the questions I posed out to people a while ago for our previous podcast is, would you rather live in today's technology savvy environment or go back to the rotary rotary phones? And when you didn't have a mean, you didn't have a cell phone in 1989, most of us didn't have a cell phone. 
1985, definitely you didn't have a cell phone. Would you rather go back to that time frame when there was no social media? There was no likes. There was no smiley faces. Ha ha. LOLs. None of those kind of acronyms. Would you rather go back to that time frame when you actually had to have a conversation with people or live today? Now, I actually chose living today. And why? I run a business. I run a business that I could not run in 1985 to 91. Because in my business, I rely on this technology in order to communicate, in order to give people information about CardioFunk and my SWAT training classes. If it were 1989, 90, 91, 92, whatever, I would actually have to physically be at a gym working out with people and trying to manually build that up through resources like going out knocking on doors, going out to public areas to try to sell myself. I don't have to do that today. So selfishly, I love the technology. If somebody can see me snap and think of me and want to come to one of my classes, I love it. But that's not to say there, that there aren't any social negative impacts on us having this technology. The social negative impact is we become a character to people that want to view our television station. That's what it's becoming. Our stories on Instagram, our stories on Facebook, our stories snapping. We're creating characters. And I mean, I know you all dig what I'm saying, right? When you're seeing somebody that you actually know in person create and formulate a totally different person than they actually are. They've got the perfect home, perfect husband, perfect kids, fun being displayed. Oh, my kid is going to Harvard, but they're popping op- they're popping pills behind the scenes. Or they're screwing around on their significant other. Or the kids are really badasses that nobody wants to actually be around. Right? But nobody posts all that stuff. You would rather put out your television show to the world using social media in that way to, to present a different persona is all I'm saying. And I don't know if that's necessarily wrong. This is just talk. Maybe it's an outlet from what real life is, and maybe that's the only way some people can stay sane. That's our technology. That's what it does for some people. You know, actually, I saw something on the news. Instagram is actually looking and going to pilot, taking away the ability to see how many likes other people have. So you'll still be able to see how many likes you've got. And they're testing this out in Canada. But because this liking or lack of likes is mentally causing people to feel anxiety and depression. Can you imagine that? I When I saw that article, I was like, oh my God, there, there are some very weak-minded people out there. But one of the things is, is that 
we have now become more conditioned in our kids and their kids and whatever to feel that we need to have people like just hit the button like to feel validated. So, I, I mean, all of this is to say, like, I love technology. I, I, I love being progressive. I can see how some of this is really negatively impacting the family household, how we feel about ourselves. But ultimately, it's up to you to change that. It's up to you to still be a person and have personal conversations and put the phone down. But don't ever, but for me, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm that geezer that says, oh man, back in my day when we just had rotary phones, you remember those days? No, I don't remember. Yeah, I do remember. I don't want to go back. I like snapping. I like stories. I like feeds. I like it all. But I like people too. And I like you. Anyway, that is my rant on this Wednesday edition of Nosy. That podcast that just throws everything out there. Has fun with it. I hope you had fun with me today. Again, I am your host, Lim Houston. Don't you ever forget that. You can always hit me up on Instagram and Facebook at Lim Houston. You can always send me an email at justrelaxmnc at yahoo.com or you can send a direct message to the podcast. Peace out.